The following teaching is brought to you by Crosspoint Church. For sermon notes and other resources, visit go to crosspoint.com. Uh, good morning, Crosspoint Church. Uh, I am not Bob, but I am named after my Uncle Bob, uh, I, so we are both Roberts. It's my privilege this morning to introduce to you uh, Bob Adato. He is, um, well, we're almost twins because we're born in the same year, so as soon as we hit 30 pretty, pretty soon, we're going to be, you know, uh, feeling a lot better. Anyways, uh, Bob and I have a lot in common. We both uh, like Star Wars. Um, we both like coffee. Only one of us spills coffee in public. Uh, anyways, we are thrilled to have you here this morning. We are in the middle of a series called Changed My Life. So with that, I introduce to you Bob. Thank you. Good morning. I only had uh, half a cup of coffee, so I'm not awake yet. You know how that is, right? But I am, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. But first, we're going to pray. And then we're going to get into the word, and then we're going to get into the message. Sound good? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, here we are. You, uh, I know you're going to do something here with this message, because every single person sitting here, you brought here. You put it on their hearts to show up, Lord God. They accepted the invitation, and now they're in the seats, Lord God, and now they're ready to hear your message, Lord God. Bring your Holy Spirit here today, this morning. So we can accept your word, Lord God, but not just to accept it, but to do something with it. In your name, Jesus, amen. amen. Now, if you got your Bibles, you got your Bible apps. If you don't have a Bible, there's a, there may be one in front of you underneath, underneath the seat. Underneath the seat. Got to practice saying that word. And we're going to turn to Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12. I like the page turning. Some some people still have a paper. Paper and the leather Bibles, you know, and everything. It's smart. I see some people with the uh, tabs. That's the smart way, because we're not. That's a big book. There's like 66 books in there. There's a bunch of pages. Colossians 3.12. You ready? Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must close yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, close yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. I'm going to start off with the first two words here, since God. Since God has been thinking about you since before you were born, before your grandparents were born. Thousands of years ago, he's thinking of you. He's thinking of you even right now. And the thoughts he has towards you are just nothing but good, constantly. So let's just get that out of the way. I know some of us are, you know, we're we're sinners, right? Let me see your hands. Anyone? No, just me. There you go. Praise God. Thank you. Whew. That was the only one sinning today. But uh, man, he's constantly thinking about you. Like his, that's his business. You're his son, his daughter. Even if you don't know God right now, even if you're distant from him. He's just thinking, he's like, oh, 
When my kids were born, oh, I, I, just, I just could not stop kissing that little newborn head. I'm just so, I was so blessed, you know, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that I got to have kids and I got to experience this, um, this awesome uh, state of being a father. And I just like, right? For those of you who have a newborn child, you just cannot stop. You're just like constantly, until they cry. I mean, we get it, you know. <laughs> to the poopy diaper, like, oh, somebody else think of this child. But, but we're just constantly thinking and we're just like constantly like, I, I just want the best for this person and that's God right now. And like I said, even right now, even wherever you are in your walk with him or you're not walking with him, that's his mentality right now, just this constant, constant flow of good. And since God, so he's thinking about you, he became a man because he wanted to know, he wanted to let us know what it was like, like, to know his heart. Because, you know, reading stuff back then, they just had the Old Testament where people experienced God and they wrote it down and tell your generations and share this with, with you know, so every other generation can, can know who I am. But eventually he's like, no, I need, to, I need to be here. And he comes down in person. God in person is walking around in dirty sandals and a dirty brown robe sleeping outside under the stars, he's doing all this for us. Here in Temecula at Cross Point Church at uh, 10, 19 in the morning, he's just this, he, he just wants us to experience him. And since God thought of you so much and he knew there had to be a way for him to take the blame for our sin, he died for us. He died for us and he rose again. He, he, his power was such that, no, I take my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back. And I get it, we don't understand that stuff. I watch a lot of crazy movies, and that fits, all that fits right in there, because nobody can raise themselves up from the dead. Um, I retired as a police officer of uh, 28 years, law enforcement for 28 years, and I, sorry to say, I've seen a lot of death. That was like at least two or three times a week. Lots, car accidents, suicides, anyway. My point is, n none of them got up from their condition, but Jesus did. And that's why we're here. We're here because we want to follow that. We believe this. At some point, at some point, we heard this message, and we moved from just listening, listening and, and reading about him to accepting the invitation. Accepting the invitation. Let me read uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You can turn there, but it's a really quick sentence, so I'm just going to read it right now. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means, so you accepted the invitation, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. The old life is that sinful nature, like we don't have to be there anymore. That's, those are the clothes, we, the, the old clothes that we used to wear. Just like I'm, I'm discovering as I go through my closet to find some clothes to wear for today, well, some of my clothes shrunk. It's not me. <laughs> it's not my breakfast burritos and my chocolate pies. No, it's, it's my clothes. Somebody's been in there and they stitched my clothes to make them smaller. I won't go into it. I know you're with me on that. Can I get an amen from somebody? Thank you. Those clothes, they... They, make, they do that on purpose. They, they shrink them after a few years. They shrink on purpose. So, Moving on. That's our old, that's our old, 
clothes. Our old nature, we've been given a new set of clothes to wear. Now, I mentioned uh, briefly I was a police officer for, it was 23 with them and another um, agency for another four, 28 total. Um, my dad told me when I was a teenager, when I was still in high school, he said, Bob, don't do two things. And I'm sorry if I offend people here, but that's just what I'm going to do Sunday morning up on the stage. Um, number one, he said, don't join the Navy. Any Navy guys in here? Nobody's going to raise their hand. Praise God. Hey, praise the Lord. Hey. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus loves you guys. Anyway, so don't join the Navy and don't be a police officer. Any other of those guys in here? Praise God. Amen. Let's hear it for one guy. <laughs> we don't like raising our hands. Uh, yeah, and so I was like, as a teenager, no problem. I am not interested in any of that. I'm not interested in armed forces. I'm not interested in, in being a police officer. Like, none of, I'm fine. In fact, I wanted to be a fireman. Well, since God's in control and in charge, uh, off I go into, you know, I should have made a right and I made a left and here, bada boom, bada bing, here I am, retired police officer. Um, but with San Diego Harbor Police, we're police, okay, full, we have, we're real police. Somebody asked me, are you real police? Yeah, no, we, <laughs> it's just a, it's, hey, it's squirt guns, but hey, squirt guns can hurt, you know what I mean? If I get them right in the eye, that's gonna, but it's, it wasn't just police officers, I got to be a fireman. They, we're the fire department on the water because there's lot, tons of boats out there, ships, and somebody needs to put the fire out. And that's us. And so part of this training, uh, I'm sorry, part of the, uh, the, the whole job of being a fireman is that you are going to be training. So it's not just all calendars and not, you know, chili cook-offs that they have. <laughs> There's going to be like a lot of training. And so one of, the, one of, the, one, one of these training uh, days was getting in a Conex box. And if you don't know what a Conex box, there's one out in the back over here. And it's just a big metal shipping container. You, we're going to get in there, and we, they want to show us uh, something, how hot it can get, and how, how safe you are in your gear in that environment. So we get in there. You know it's going to be serious training when there's a paramedic uh, waiting for you outside. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. They're like, no, everyone's going to get checked because this, the inside is going to reach close to 300 degrees. So we're sitting in there, and it was, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty warm, you know, but I was... I was safe. This is, this is extremely hostile, and we're sitting down. I'm sure it's like three, it's fatal up here. You know, my mask will probably crack in half, but that's why you stay low in fires. Anyway, there's my TED Talk for fires, safety. <laughs> but we're, we're sitting down, and we're comfortable, and it's super warm. It is absolutely very, and there's a don't touch each other because the outside, outer shell of your fire gear um, is almost that temperature too, but we don't feel it because we're protected inside. And so this is exactly what, I mean, I lived. I just want to let you know that. I was fine. <laughs> but I just want to let you know that this is, this is exactly what Jesus is calling us into here. This is what Paul's writing about. These new clothes that we wear, they protect us. Because guess what? We live in a very hostile environment. Do you think right now uh, is a hostile environment out there? Or do people feel safe in big cities right now? Do people feel safe even watching the news or seeing what's going on? It's a very hostile environment. And this is, this is where the enemy lives. He, he lives, he makes things hostile or 
when God allows things to happen, he takes advantage of that by attacking us. He doesn't need to attack the world. He doesn't need to attack people who don't believe in God. He needs to attack us because we're the ones that need to be divided. Look at this verse Look at this verse 14. Uh, Above all, close ourselves with love, which binds us all in perfect harmony. This is where we need to live. This is why we need to wear these new clothes. Because God wants us in perfect harmony. Why? Why would he want this? Why would he want us? Just for each other? Sure, yes, for our, for our kids, for our loved ones, for the people we live with, for our neighbors, yes, but expand out. We want other people to know Christ we want other new people, hey, I go to this church. Hey, I read the Bible. Hey, I'm doing a Bible study. And they have to see that we're not, not like perfect. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about like this perfect harmony where, we, where churches get along. And obviously right now, no, we're, we're not. I don't see that. I don't see a lot of that. I wish I would see more of the perfect, hey, these two churches who vote for completely different people who, who wear masks or don't, wow, they're getting along so awesome. They're having a, you know, a picnic out there together. But instead, it's like, you know, I, it's, it's, it's hard. I, but I didn't come here to talk about that. That was a, that was a free one. Now, reading 12 through 15, we see that uh, verse 12, since God chose you to be the holy people you, he loves, you must. So true devotion as a follower of Christ is obedience. Is obedience. This is a command. You must do this. It's not, hey, uh, I accepted Christ. I get to sit in a church. I get to crack open the Bible every now and then. Maybe I'll read a memory verse. And I'm good. Thumbs up. Not necessarily. Yes, your name is written in heaven. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about living the life of a Christian, walking in his steps, discovering and following Jesus. You follow Jesus by, by putting on these new clothes and by going, yeah, okay, I agree with that and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. We can't, don't, don't sit there and think, well, I'm a Christian because I show up to church because these, these chairs right here have been in church longer than you have, I promise you. So what are we going to call these chairs holy? You know, no. You must. It starts with obedience. I'm going to read this to you, James 1.22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Anybody needs a good kick in the pants, go read James. He brings it. He brings it. And supposedly he was, he was a, a stepbrother of Jesus, supposedly. So he may have known a few things. There's two kinds of obedience we're talking about here. One, the first one is because you have to. Because you have to. The second one is because you want to. And I think we all know you work for somebody, you know, uh, and they want you to do something, and you just got to do it, you know. And I've definitely have been in that situation tons of times, you know. Sarge, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this person's a mess. Can you get somebody else to take them <laughs> to the hospital? Into the well, that sounds terrible. But anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. 
because you have to. Like, in fact, my sergeant told me, he's like, Bob, you don't have to do it. You don't have to like it. You just have to do it. Like, all right, I'll do it. The other one's because you want to, because you love them, or because you know that they have the best intentions for whatever's going on here. It could be whoever you're working for. Maybe right now, you know, you're working for a, a great boss, and you, your relationship is fantastic, and you don't mind. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's go for that. That's a great environment to work in. But there's a different attitude with your heart, right? I have to. Ugh, this guy, you know? Because as soon as he leaves, as soon as he walks out the door, ugh, expletive, expletive. And then if you want to, you're like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because I totally get it. I, I totally agree with this. Now, unfortunately, I mean, we've got to be real. We are all selfish. We all want our own way. Burger King said, hey, you can come to us because guess what? You're getting your burger your way. We're going to make it. And, and then that set the precedent. Now everybody, now, oh, great. Now here they come. Now Starbucks is like, great. Now i got to make, oh, you want hot coffee? All right. But, you know, like we, we want our own thing, like, and it's this constantly. You want your own way in whatever relationship you could have your relationship right now and you want your own way and the spouse or significant other wants their own way and and now it's time to go to counseling because you know neither one of you but my point is like we're just very selfish we're selfish beings and I totally get why maybe reading 12 through 15 maybe you just kind of put it off to the side like well that's well we'll get to that we're gonna get to that so reason number one to, to keep wearing the old clothes yeah, but I'm not Jesus. That's a very easy excuse. Yeah, but I'm not Jesus. There's, there's all this stuff going on, and hey, we got this prayer meeting going on. Third Thursday is happening. Ah, yeah, but I'm not Jesus. Or it could be just something simple. Hey, can we you know, help out this family down the street? Yeah, but I'm not Jesus. Or even better, because all of us love driving in traffic. Amen. All of us, thank you, Jesus. We get to sit in traffic while somebody's blaring their music that I don't want to hear, and it's, it's not a white Ford F-150, it's a red Ford F- that's just bugging me, you know what I'm saying? And, and maybe they cut you off. Of course they're going to cut you off. They're not going to ask or use their blinkers, BMWs, but, you know, they're just going <laughs> to, hey, I don't know what I just said. I blocked out. But they're going to just jump in there in front of you, and you're going you're gonna to wig out. And, well, yeah, I was supposed to, yeah, I'm supposed to just let them, but I'm not Jesus. It's just some, to me, it's a, it's a sorry excuse. I'm, I'll just say it. Second one is, I'm not worthy to wear that. That's a little more serious. I'm not worthy to worry that. This one, this one is a lie that either you're telling yourself or the enemy the enemy's gonna, here, this is what he's going to do. He's doing this every morning for you. He he's wakes up and he's ready to go. Open your eyes, Bob. Let's go. Boom, they're open. Let's go. He's, and he's working you. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. You think when, when Steve says, hey, Bob, I, I need you to teach. Uh, of course. I'm Saint Bobadada. Of course I'll. Floating. I don't know if you saw me floating, floating around up here. I get this all the time. I'm not worthy. It's an absolute lie. And I totally get it. We're sinners. But remember how God thinks of you. Since God thinks of you differently, way different. And ask yourself next time. That starts coming in your head. Lord, is this you? 
And you, he, he's, it's going to be silent because that's not him. The next one is, I'm so far away, I can't hear his voice. Sorry to say it's another lie. Maybe you're just, you feel like you've so up to your neck, up to your eyeballs in sin because you want to. I get it. Sin is fun. You have to admit it. And wearing those old clothes is comfortable. I, I totally get it. And maybe you're just like, man, I, I've, I'm doing so much and I'm, I'm just so far away from God. And you're thinking, I'm, God, is, God is up there and, and I'm not. Total lie. Because all you got to do is turn around. All you got to do is turn around and he's right there. He's right there. Let's go. That's his whole heart and his whole attitude constantly for us. The next one is, I really don't want to change. This is a heart of stone. That's on you. This is not the enemy. This is you. For whatever reason, you, you love these old clothes. I'm not giving this up. This is, this, this is hey, I believe God. I believe Jesus. I, church, fine, but there's this stuff I believe, and I know it. I know it, it goes against the grain of what the Creator of the universe wants for me. But I, I'm just going to hold on to this. These are my clothes, and I'm comfortable. I just don't want to. Huh? Guess what? Praise God, we have a very patient God. While you make up your mind about this, I'm going to say your head is in a very dark place, and need to figure it out. But he's patient. He's been waiting ever since you opened up your eyes. The first time you opened up your eyes and you came out of your mother's womb, he's just looking at you with a huge smile on his face and he just, he just, he died so that we can, he can know you. So he's just constantly like that, okay? Just remember that. I get it. I don't want to. There's all kinds of reasons why uh, we don't want to come to God. And I'll tell you what, right now, from what I read in social media, Gandhi said it supposedly, this is what Gandhi said. He said, I love your Christ except for the Christians. Does that make sense? I think we all have had those experiences. What kind of clothes were those people wearing? If we're wearing the white clothes, it protects us from the outside and, and, and you're just... It, we get to just keep this inner peace going on as, as best as we can, but we're moving in that direction because we are wearing his clothes. If we're doing that and some, some unchurched person comes over and, and wants to, you know, hey, why do you guys believe this? And you're wearing your old clothes. Well, then they're like, well, why the heck would I want to join this? Or they just see it. That's all they got to do, too, unfortunately. They just gotta, they're, gonna, they're watching social media, too, like, wow, this is a church, huh? Okay. In fact, I remember the most, I don't go to Facebook a whole lot anymore. It's a little kind of a landmine situation. But um, I posted something. It was uh, something about how God, it was basically, you know, when Jesus said, hey, love your neighbor. And it just made a huge list of people that we're supposed to love. Well, I got hundreds of comments on that one. Hundreds of people just like, yeah. People were like, hey, amen, right on. That's great. And a lot of, well, well, Robert, except for those people, whatever classification, whatever, you know, pride flag you can imagine in your head, well, not those people. 
God doesn't love those people. Pfft. What the heck? And, they're, and they're, they're a believer too. Like, I don't know what, how am I, listen guys, how am I supposed to come to Christ? It, I can't see him. I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm looking at you. You're the, you're, the, you're the target. Like, I need to say, well, hey, what's going on? I don't know who Christ is. I'm going to watch this guy. I want to see what he posts. I want to see what he says. I want to see what he, because I, want, I, I do want something different. Hey, Jesus said that the, the, the fields of harvest are, are just great. I mean, every, he wants, people are, are searching for him, but the workers are few. Because nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to wear these clothes that he gave us. I'm not calling all of us out. All, 100% of you could be amazing. But he did give me this message, so I'm going to guess that maybe it's not. That's just common sense for me. But listen, if I don't know who Christ is and I don't know, want to walk into church because I'm afraid I might burst into flames or whatever silly thing, I'm going to keep my eyes on the Christian neighbors, on the, on the Christian family. My parents, my mom, my, you know, I have a stepmom, unfortunately, who is holy in, in this environment and at home, just not. I'll just say not. And it was a little, it was a little hard because we, guess what? We need to wear these clothes constantly, like all the time. Like this is all I have. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else to wear. That's our attitude. This is where our attitude should be. I have these to wear and I love wearing them because I'm obeying him and I get to show others who Christ is. And, and, it, and it's, it's fine if you're not perfect. He's not looking for perfect people. Just put the clothes on. That's it. Now, there's reasons to wear the new clothes. Your new clothes could be uncomfortable, but will save your life or someone else's. Your new clothes could be uncomfortable, but will save your life for somebody else's. Let me tell if you're interested, do we have any young people in here? Let me, maybe a few. If you're still interested, I see your hand, amen. Uh, if you're still interested in being a firefighter and you're claustrophobic, those two things don't go well together, okay? So don't. Just scoop ice cream, whatever you're doing right now, don't. But while I was in that environment, uh, it's super claustrophobic because you can hardly see anything during training most of the time, and you can't touch anything. You're hearing, all you're hearing is your breathing mask and you know, your apparatus going, and it's, it is uncomfortable. But guess what? It, it just, it's the, the wacky thoughts that would go through my head as I was sitting there. It's like, all I have to do is like unclick this and take a breath. I'm done. That's how close to death you know, those, those guys are. And it's uncomfortable, but guess, it saved my life, right? I'm... I came out unscathed, and this is, what, this is what Jesus wants for us. It's uncomfortable. It, it is uncomfortable reading this. How many of you guys were super happy? You must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy. Oh, that's me. I didn't see anybody jump up. <laughs> tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. What? Me? Forgive anyone who offends you. Ooh, that's the hard one. Nobody laughed at that one because we all know, right? Why would I want to forgive somebody? What does that look like? What does that look like to forgive? Well, it's difficult. 
I think it makes it easier wearing these new clothes, though. Because, especially, I'm going to say especially if you can't. I think God loves hearing that. He, he picks a lot of people that says, I can't. As long as you're still standing there, you haven't walked away, and you're saying, I can't. Oh, well, perfect, because I can. Let me do it through you. It takes, a, it takes a, a lot of serious power to agree with the Lord and submit yourself to him, to obey, and so, yeah, we're, let's do this. Let me show you what it looks like. I have, I have this uncle who all of us love. When I grew up, I grew up uh, in Tucson, and I would uh, travel to El Paso and visit uh, my grandparents. It was my grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles. And, man, this guy was so much fun. And we went to arcade. They used to have these things called arcades where you go in and there and you, you know, dig dug and galaxy. Anyway, tons of fun constantly for the whole summer. That pool in the back, Amazing. I had an amazing time. This guy was awesome. He was, he was like my, my older brother. This uncle turned out to be troubled. And he sexually assaulted my brother, my younger brother, when he was nine or ten. And I only found this out pretty recently. And I was always wondering why my brother was an alcoholic and why he wanted to kill himself. And my poor dad was, uh, I was rough on my dad and us because we, did, we didn't get it until, until my brother told me, until he said, this is what happened, this is what David did. Now I had my thoughts about this uncle Immediately. And I, I reached out to him, and I, I needed to hear both sides of the story. Did this happen? Yeah, I'm sorry. It did happen. I'm sorry. So when my father passed, we had the memorial here, and we had to call the family. The family, everyone shows up, and we knew my uncle was going to be there. I don't know how it was going to go. And honestly, I think I kept myself busy because I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I said hi to him, and that's it. That's all I want. I, I don't want him in my life. But my brother, my brother displayed some new clothes. And he went up to this guy that sexually assaulted him, this family member that he trusted. And he said, I forgive you. And he hugged him. And this uncle never, he said he was sorry, but my, this guy never sought, you know, he just disconnected himself, which is wise. But my brother displayed what we need to be doing. We just need to wear these new clothes. Is it hard? Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? Yep. But it changes, it changes lives. It changes our lives. It changes the lives of other people that are, that are watching. That's what we're here for. We're, we're not here to have a good time. 
and sitting in a church and doing some songs. He wants us to live our lives. He wants us to wear these new clothes and walk. I mean, there's a lot of freedom in that. I think my, my and since then, my, my brother, he's still struggling with alcoholism, but not so much suicide. That's, I think that's a pretty good trade-off to forgive someone, and now you're free from something. And these old clothes, maybe they look really comfortable, but what kind of freedom do you have in those old clothes of being angry all the time, of being selfish all the time? It's, it gets tiring not getting your own way. It gets really tiring. It gets really frustrating because it's never going to happen. <laughs> maybe, you'll get your, maybe you'll get your latte the right temperature, but you're not getting everything. And it just, it's just so much nicer. You get something that you, that you asked for and, 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 and you're okay with that. Oh, it's a, it's a chocolate instead of vanilla. Okay, I'll take it. There's just something more freeing in that. Like, I don't have to be this uptight person. I don't have to be this super angry person. I want to wear these new clothes. We're going to have the band come up. Now, if you're one of these people that I went over, and it could be all of you, it could be every single person here, you're thinking, yeah, but I'm not Jesus. I'm not worthy to wear that. I'm so far away, I can't hear his voice. I really don't want to change. God's patient, and he's waiting for you. He's waiting for us. We have four stations of communion in each corner of the room where you can go, just you and him, and you can just talk. Some of you are carrying very heavy burdens. Too heavy by yourself. There's no reason for you to carry this, this heavy burden of, of whatever it may be. We have a prayer team in the back who, who wants to help you with that. That's why they're, they're back there. They want to take you alongside. And, and it just helps to know you're not alone with this. Because we, we walk around in this isolation. We keep all of our secrets there's no freedom in that. God, God, wants, God wants you to, to enjoy him, enjoy life, enjoy those around you. So please go visit the prayer team in the back. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. For more resources, check out go to crosspoint.com.